2020 episode 2 creepypasta edition ladies and gentlemen welcome back to the switched podcast as always i'm your host hyrule and today we are back yet again with my girlfriend riley how you doing good what what's up what's the matter <laughs> i no i didn't know you were allowed to say my name i've said it before oh i thought i said it in the last episode Oh. Need me to prove it? We, I'll, did I'll, we, I thought we signed an NDA. Oh, you You know what? What? I think I left that on my desk in the inbox. I don't think I pulled <laughs> that out. Oh, it looks like the dog has something to say. <laughs> Thank you for the insight, Willow. We are currently coming in live from our room, um, and the doggies are here. Um... And they're just laying and chilling. Uh, so you might hear them chime in every once in a while. She seems a little restless. Oh, I dropped some muffin on the floor this morning. I think she found my crumbs. Oh, that's great. <laughs> it was a chocolate muffin too, wasn't it? Just a, It was like one crumb. I couldn't find it on the floor, but she found it for me. Yeah, let me plop this up here. So I can prove my point. Podcast um, Horror Hour, aka Hyruleween 2020. We're here with the first episode of the Hyruleween season. Um, this, see, we're doing we're doing episode two of the Serial Killer Specialist. I know you're all hyped. I'm here with my ever lovely girlfriend Riley. Uh oh, <laughs> I said it. I didn't sign the NDA. No. Oh shit. <laughs> <laughs> well, anyway, today we're going to read some creepypastas, um, and I'm going to get you to rate some. Okay. And the dogs are going to chill out in the background and keep us from being freaked out. Oh, I'll probably they're real still be spooky. freaked out. Are they actually? Not really. You want me to start off with the one that I already cut from the show? Cause are they, it wasn't... like, realistic spooky? or Some of them, yeah. Oh, God. Um, so you want to hear the one that I cut from the show, actually, that was kind of dumb that I was telling you about? Yeah. Maybe you'll think this is creepy. I probably so, will. I found a one-line creepypasta, where basically it's a single sentence, mm-hmm. and the single sentence is the whole spooky story. Okay. You want to hear this first one? Yeah. <clears throat> okay. <laughs> story number one. Knock. The last man on earth. Here's a knock at the door. Suspenseful. That's it. That's oh, the that, whole story. That's it. <laughs> that could you could come. There could be a lot that comes from that. You know what I mean? Like you could follow up with that in so many ways. But see, that's it. It doesn't it's, follow up. It is a little creepy, but at the same time, there's too many men on Earth, so. too many men on this planet zero out of ten worst story (laughs) worst story possibly horrible horrible just like men just like men no 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 no. i'm not uh, no yeah no (laughs) if you were going to write a one sentence horror story what would yours be 
Um. <laughs> I know I'm putting you on the spot. Here. Uh, well, horror. There could be horror story has many like definitions. So like one, a modern day horror story could be like a one sentence one. Uh, I have to poop, but there's no bathroom. Like that's so modern. <laughs> you know what's funny? I was thinking. <laughs> I just pooped and there's no toilet paper. Oh, a classic horror story. That's my horror story. And then, sock. Oh, God. <laughs> I'm joking. You haven't lived in a lower middle class American family unless you've had to wipe your ass with a sock. <laughs> and that's a fact, Jack. Um, but yeah, so there's our uh, dud out of the way. That was the one that I had included uh, this list, by the way, of spooky stories is partially compiled from a Reddit thread um, by a Reddit user whose name I can't remember, but shout out to them. Their username is r slash creepy. Spooky? Short story? Pasta? Creepy? Pasta? Something like that. I don't know. Um, that reminds me, though. I actually had a plan for a segment as well on this podcast where I make you react to r slash creepy posts. Like... Is it pictures? Yes. And you'll have to describe what you're seeing. Oh, gosh. So we'll get to that. That'll be later on in the show. Um, but for now, we're going to get in. I have a selection of uh, nine different creepy pastas um, that we're going to take a perusal of. I might have you step in um, to the reading role for a couple of them. But okay. mostly it's going to be me, and I want you to just react and share your raw reactions. Raw. And feel free WWE to chime in um, at any points, or you can wait till the end. It's up to you. Well, should I raise my hand? You can raise your hand. Okay. Um, that I don't know if it'll make it better or worse, but honestly, I don't care. That's what teachers have people do. That's true. <laughs> <laughs> now, uh, let's get started here with our first story, our first actual story. Um, so our first story is called... The page is not loading. Oh, that's a scary. That's a scary story. Oh, when you're taking a test online and the page doesn't load. Oh yeah. And then the test just goes away, and your internet dies, and then you fail the whole test. You're not wrong. Modern day horror story. Where did it go? Where did it go? Is it because the window's too small, or is there an ad? <laughs> this is totally uh, very professional. Only the most professional content here. Um, let's see. Where the fuck did it go? <laughs> oh, here it is. Okay. It was off the margin because I had the window smaller. Okay. Oh, somebody forgot to mute their phone. Very epic. Very professional. <laughs> Sorry. I'm just messing with you. Don't worry. Okay. We have the first story now okay <laughs> who was it was it your mom no my sister sent me a tiktok i'll watch it later tiktok cringe <laughs> cringe bro you just posted cringe bro you just posted cringe <laughs> anyway like i was saying our first actual story is called the portraits aka the cabin in the woods oh like that dumb movie no relation to the dumb Controvert movie contrary to contra controversial opinion yes 
Apparently that movie has high ratings, but when I watched it, I thought it was like it was trash. I'm not gonna lie. I remember watching it and thinking it was actually pretty interesting. Oh, but not. It wasn't like a good movie in terms of like well shot or anything like that. But the premise was interesting. It was weird. It was really weird. But um, definitely something. <laughs> anyway, so the portraits, aka Cabin in the Woods. There was a hunter in the woods who, after a long day of hunting, was in the middle of an immense forest. It was getting dark, and having lost his bearings, he decided to head in one direction (laughs) until he was clear of the increasingly oppressive foliage. After what seemed like hours, he came across a cabin in a small clearing. Realizing how dark it had grown, he decided to see if he could stay there for the night. He approached and found the door ajar. Nobody was inside. The hunter flopped down on the single bed, deciding to explain himself to the owner in the morning. As he looked around, he was surprised to see the walls adorned by many portraits, all painted in incredible detail. Without exception, they appeared to be staring down at him, their features twisted into looks of hatred, staring back. He grew increasingly uncomfortable, making a concerted effort sorry that was a bit of a bigger word than my vocabulary could handle (laughs) making a concerted effort to ignore the many hateful faces he turned to face the wall and exhausted he fell into a restless sleep face down in an unfamiliar bed he turned blinking in unexpected sunlight looking up he discovered that the cabin had no portraits only windows So, do you understand? <laughs> yeah, I understand. I wasn't expecting that. R slash unexpected? It's listed as <laughs> one of the tags as having twist endings. That's a twist ending, yes. So, what do you think? Um, I think creepy. Can you explain but... to the, the less uh, noticeable in the audience about what actually happened? So basically this man thought that there were portraits on the walls in this cabin, but there were no portraits. It was windows, and there was stuff staring in at him. There were scary people staring in at him while he was trying to sleep. Very creepy. But for me, I don't really go outside, so... (laughs) (laughs) If you were in the woods, would you stay at a random cabin you found? Oh, God, no. God, no. If I were in the woods, I'd close my eyes and run. Especially, I think he's... What did he say? Yeah, the door was open. Like, I already got... What? Okay. He walked up to the cabin, and the door was wide Wait, open. first of all, why did he stay... There must be something. Was he homeless? He was hunting. Hunter. Don't. Just don't. Go home. <laughs> why would you... If the door is open, that, that's trespassing, first of all. You don't know who owns that. Yeah, you're breaking the law, young man. And second of all, that's just weird. That's weird. I agree. <laughs> very, very weird. So, um, he kind of had it coming. That's true. <laughs> Sorry, hunting man. <laughs> <laughs> Still kind of creepy, though, because now I'm looking at, like, the window, and I'm thinking, mm, there's something, something out there? Is that light? Uh, a street lamp, or is it, is it something scary? <laughs> Yeah, no kidding. Um, but yeah, so that was the portraits, a.k.a. the cabin in the woods. 
Do you um, want me to rate that? Yeah, what would you rate it? On um, a 10. On a 10? Yep. Like spookiness, Probably like a, a 6.8. You want to know what this is rated on the official Creepypasta website? Sure. 8.99 out of 10. Oh, wow. I, I was almost like two standard deviations away. Uh, yeah. The average. Whatever that means. I don't know. <laughs> I don't um, know. I could have just... That's out of a thousand votes. A thousand people gave this a nine out of ten. Huh. Well, I mean, I guess if you're not analyzing it like I am. That's true. We are very critical and very analytical on mm -hmm. the Switched podcast. Very professional. <laughs> um, but yeah. So that was the portraits. Our next story. Have you ever played a little known game called Pokemon? When I was little. I bet you didn't know, slash don't probably remember, that there's a town in the original Pokemon games where there's a graveyard of the dead Pokemon. No, there's not. Yeah, there is. Is there? Mm -hmm. um, and it's this town called Lavender Town. And Lavender Town hosts, it's really a weird building. So basically, it's like a skyscraper. And inside of the skyscraper is a graveyard. You, do you remember this? Yeah. Oh. Um, and every floor has uh, graves of Pokemon who have died in the game. Yeah, that's um, not ringing a bell to me. And when you go there, there's ghosts, and they attack you and everything. And they're, like, not Pokemon. They're ghosts. Like, oh. when you encounter them in the game, they are straight up called ghost. Okay, maybe I didn't play that. <laughs> it's pretty it's pretty creepy it's pretty late into the game too so if you didn't play super far you probably won't remember it uh -huh. um but our next story tells about lavender town syndrome um which is actually a story about how the game's original music for lavender town was so high-pitched that it was actually causing um suicides and illness in children Wait. Um, so let me go ahead and read this out to you first. This is basically an article about um, the Lavender Town Syndrome itself. It's an article? Like as in a Well, creepypasta.com okay. article. Thank you. I thought it was a real article because you said article <laughs> and I was like, oh, we're it's, getting into it's some formatted, stuff? It's formatted as an article. Okay. Um, so the Lavender Town Syndrome, also known as Lavender Town Tone, or Lavender Town Suicides, was a peak in suicides and illness of children between the ages of 7 and 12 in Japan shortly after the release of Red and Green. Um, this happened in February 27th of 1996. Rumor says these suicides and illnesses only occurred after the children played the game reaching Lavender Town, whose theme music had extremely high frequencies that studies showed only children and young teens could hear since their ears were more sensitive. Um, due to the Lavender Town tone, at least 200 children supposedly committed suicide and many more developed illnesses and afflictions. The children who committed suicide usually did so by hanging or jumping from heights. Those who did not act irrationally complained of severe headaches after listening to Lavender Town's song. Although Lavender Town now sounds differently depending on the game, the mass hysteria was caused by the first Pokemon game release. After the Lavender Town tone incident, the programmers had fixed Lavender's Town, Lavender Town's theme music to be at a lower frequency since the children were no longer affected by it. Um, one video 
appeared in 2010 that used special stop special software to analyze the audio of Lavender Town's music, um, and when played, would create images of the Pokemon unknown um, near the end of the audio. What they mean by that is they put the the song in a spectrum analyzer. Um, and what that means is it basically shows the waveform of the audio similarly to how our audacity window is showing the spectrum waves of my voice right now. Mm-hmm. Um, and they put the songs for Lavender Town into the spectrum analyzer and it appeared as a Pokemon called Unknown um, that is shaped like a letter. There's 26 of them and they're all letters. Like the alphabet yeah exactly the english alphabet too even though it's the it was a japanese game to start okay um and when they did that the unknown translated to leave now oh yeah um there's also said to be a beta version of lavender town um and in the beta version of lavender town that was leaked online you can actually hear the original music um, and I actually have a clip of it right here. Okay. So you can hear the song that caused the children to have illnesses slash commit suicide. Okay. Here it is. It's did you know spooky. suicide is the second leading cause of death in the United States? I actually did know that. Fun fact. Very fun. Well, f- well okay. Not fun. <laughs> Not fun. Interesting. But fact. Fact, for <laughs> yeah. sure. But yeah, here's the Lavender Town tune. Well, in the game. Uh-huh. I don't like it. This sounds like it would be in a Stephen King movie. Can we? Oh! So yeah, there's a snippet of the Lavender Town tune. So yeah, that was the Lavender Town Syndrome creepypasta. What did you think of that? Um, that one to me was quite a bit more creepy, honestly. Yeah? And I think it's because it was structured so much like um like an article. Yeah. Like it's like a news report. Yeah, like a news report. And then you played that clip for me. If you wouldn't have told me that this is a creepypasta article, I would have been like, oh wow, like mm-hmm what like that like that's creepy so, like, and that music too like that's just i don't know maybe it's just because i heard the creepypasta before the music so then i was more like prone to think that it was creepy but that just kind of like got under my skin so from my gamer knowledge here i can pick some stuff apart for you in addition i have a fun fact to tell you about how there was a similar incident in one of the other pokemon things where this actually was an issue really yes so first off um i wanted to pick this apart a little bit so they talk about how the spectrum the spectrum analyzer was used on the audio and it had unknown that said leave now uh-huh um well the pokemon unknown wasn't released until the second generation and the second generation was not released uh this lavender town was actually in the first generation of pokemon so unknown would not have been in the first game they were actually not conceptualized until after red and blue and green wrapped up. 
Um, so that's where the, there's some holes in this. Um, but my fun fact for you is there's actually an episode of the Pokemon TV show that was banned mm -hmm. because it actually caused children to have seizures, and this is a real thing. Um, there was an episode of Pokemon about the Pokemon Porygon, um, which is a tech Pokemon. And there's a part where Porygon uses an attack in an episode, and it makes lights, red, blue, and white, flash on the screen really fast. Mm -hmm. And it literally gave people seizures, and it killed a couple people. Oh, wow. And that episode was banned. Um, and that's a legit thing that actually happened. There's lots of banned episodes of Pokemon, surprisingly. Mm -hmm. um, and there's a lot of mysteries around Pokemon as well. There was another episode of Pokemon um, where it featured a giant squid Pokemon named Tentacruel um, that was being mind-controlled, and it was destroying buildings. Um, and Team Rocket's Meowth mind-controls mm -hmm. the Tentacruels, and it attacks the city, and it bashes through the buildings. Mm -hmm. um, and there's a scene where there's two, where it's smashing through skyscrapers, and there's two of them. And the Tentacruels smash through one of them one by one. And that episode came out a week after 9-11. Oh. So that episode was banned from airing in the U.S. as well. <laughs> no wonder. Pretty interesting, huh? Yeah. But yeah, there's some Pokemon spooky slash weird facts. Um, and that song you heard is the actual song for Lavender Town in the game. And that's actually a real place in the game. Do you find that? And it has the graveyard. Song creepy? Oh, when I was a kid, I was like, what the fuck? Okay, good. Because literally you go from like, like, and then it's like it's so creepy i freaking i i got freaked out by that when i was a kid for sure i'm freaked out right now. and you do this so later on so basically what happens is you go there right in the game and you find these ghosts um well you find a there's a ghost blocking the way to a certain area. So you have to go to a different city and get this device that lets you like tell what ghosts actually are. So basically instead of seeing a ghost, you see like the actual spirit of what it is. Mm -hmm. And that lets you see the Pokemon in the uh, graveyard and actually fight them. And in the show and the game, there's a Pokemon ghost that's blocking an exit. And it's actually this baby Cubone's dead mother trying to reconnect with it. Aww. And that's in the show as well and in the games. <laughs> um, but yeah, that's what that area was used for. Very creepy, and that's actually in the game. Um, and the dog, of course, would like to chime in again as well. <laughs> she's running away because she's scared of Lavender Town. Yeah. I think I she's just too. boring right now. She's restless. She's restless because we're not laying in bed. Yeah, she's like, why, why is, why is the fan not on? <laughs> she's scared of the Pokemon. She's scared of the Pokemon. <laughs> um, do you want my rating? Yeah, what do you think? I like that one more than the last one, actually. Oh, really? Because, yeah. Um, probably like um, 7.8? 7 7.8. Yeah, I'm going to give uh, it a 7.8. This is rated a 7.1. Oh, wow, so I give it on higher. The Creepypasta Wiki or creepypasta.com, uh, from 184 votes. So a lot less popular on here. Mm -hmm. But in gaming circles, popular. very popular. Um, there's actually an even more popular gaming-related creepypasta as well. Well, there's a lot of them. 
Um, but the most popular gaming-based creepypasta is actually about The Legend of Zelda. Um, and it's one called Ben Drowned. Um, mm-hmm. And I actually have it in its entirety printed off and in the back spine of my Hyrule Historia. <laughs> That's how important it is to the series, I believe. Uh-huh. Um, but that one's really interesting. It's actually a creepypasta that tells about the story of a boy who drowned in a pool. And his soul was put inside of a copy of The Legend of Zelda Majora's Mask. And it was uh-huh. sold at a garage sale. Whoa. And it's the Ben Drowned creepypasta reads out as a series of uh, forum posts from a person who's discovering this game. And it's actually really creepy. They used hacks to actually recreate spooky things from the story in the game and mm-hmm. upload videos. So it really looks like somebody like is playing the game and recording it and like uh-huh. sharing their experiences with this messed up cartridge <laughs> that actually has a dead boy's soul inside of it. Uh-huh. That one is very long uh-huh. and it's very visual, so I didn't think it was a good fit for the podcast, so that's why I chose this one instead. Uh-huh. Um, but that's what that one was. But yeah. Um, the next one I have for you here is... <laughs> oh, gosh. <laughs> the dogs are being very restless. <laughs> Quit picking on your brother. <laughs> um, the next one is called the bad dream oh okay and oh this one's great i love this one really this was one of the first creepypastas i read is it jeff the killer no jeff the killer <laughs> that's the only creepypasta <laughs> i know <laughs> jeff the killer is also really long well i never read jeff the killer it was just like a meme and then right was it not a meme it was kind of a meme i guess in a way um but yeah it, it's really, really long, too. It's, really? And I was trying to recall what I could remember about it today, but I couldn't remember a whole lot about it. But yeah, our next story here is called The Bad Dream. Let me get it pulled up real quick here. Um, so this is actually told from the perspective of a father um, who is uh, being brought into his son's room because his son had a bad dream. Okay. So anyway... Um, Daddy, I had a bad dream. (laughs) You blink your eyes and pull up on your elbows. Your clock glows red in the darkness. It's 3.23. Um, no. (laughs) Do you want to climb into bed with me and tell me about it? Hmm, no, Daddy. The oddness of the situation wakes you up more fully. You can barely make out your daughter's pale form in the darkness of your room. Why not, sweetie? Because, um, in my dream, when I told you about the dream, the thing wearing mommy's skin sat up. For a moment, you feel paralyzed. You can't take your eyes off your daughter. The covers begin to shift behind you. Ah! I'm scared! So that's it. That's the whole... Wait, that's it? That's it. What? Uh-huh. <laughs> that's creepy. That one's pretty creepy. I don't like huh? that one. There's a lot of iterations. A lot of these have different iterations. Uh-huh. Um, for instance, one I didn't include is called Seven Days or The Call. Uh-huh. Um, and you've probably heard of it in some shape or form where you get a phone call and it says Seven Days. And... Oh, so basically the plot of The Ring? Sort of, yeah. The Ring stole... <laughs> 
that from the creepypasta seven days mm -hmm. um but yeah what did you think of that one um um kind of scared i'm not gonna lie what's your interpretation of that like what do you what do you how do you interpret that so i actually have another story that's similar to this one on purpose because it kind of sheds some more light on what the interpretation is but the fact that it says the thing wearing mommy's skin sat up next that's to you that's scary. creepy that's really scary um, i'm scared <laughs> very short very creepy it's short but it gets the job done yeah very to the point mm -hmm. it's kind of like a little more fleshed out version of that one sentence sort of yeah one um but yeah let me read the follow-up one here okay um so the follow-up one here um is called mother's call and instead of it being a daughter and a father being woken up in the middle of the night because she had a bad dream it's a mother who hears a call in the other room from her daughter okay <clears throat> a young girl is playing in her bedroom when she hears her mother call to her from the kitchen so she runs downstairs to meet her mother. As she's running through the hallway, the door to the cupboard under the stairs opens and a hand reaches out and pulls her in. It's her mother. She whispers to her child, Don't go in the kitchen. I heard it too. <laughs> so those two kind gonna... of are pretty similar. You know, that's why kids freak freak me out because you know they say like kids have like a like a more of a sense for like supernatural things if that kids makes sense. Kids and dogs. Yeah kids and dogs that's what they say. So mm -hmm. that's what freaks me out about kids whenever like a kid says they have an imaginary friend because half the time it really is just an imaginary friend but other times you're like what if it's what not? if this is like actually some kind of like spirit or something sometimes they're really specific too yeah like the clothes they wear or uh -huh. like their and it's name yeah it's stuff. really hard to tell if it's just a child's imagination running wild or if so it's something more because i never had an imaginary friend i don't know about you but i did did you yes because they say that we learned in one of my classes that if you had an imaginary friend when you were a kid you're like more likely to be creative than others which is like i'm not creative so that mine and you are was so. not very creative though Well, it, it doesn't have to be a creative mine, imaginary friend mine arose from my grandfather jokingly saying that he had a date um and he would always say how he was he had a hot date tonight or something like that <laughs> um and so i would go around pretending that my um my imaginary friend was one of my grandfather's uh, affairs <laughs> that he would joke about having, even though he was a very faithful man and definitely did not have affairs. And still <laughs> to this day has not had an affair, as far as I know. As far as you know. <laughs> but yeah, so I, my imaginary friend as a kid um, was called Stalking Dates. Um, because he would always tell me how he was stalking dates and he was going to have a date, hot date tonight. Oh yeah, you told me about and this. There's home videos of me um, riding a big wheel around my grandparents' house, like on their patio and stuff like that. And I come around the corner and my mom says in the home video, um, what are you doing? And I say, I'm going to see stalking dates. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, um, those stories are 
super creepy. They really are. They, they hit like a different nerve for some reason. They the thing is the big unknown. Like you don't know what happens next. It feels like the opening scene of like a Black Mirror episode. Ooh, you're right. I can see that. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, it definitely I like does. That. Um, especially the second one, the mm-hmm. one about like the mother calling. Yeah, it yeah. really does. It feels like the opening scene to a Black Mirror episode. Yeah, those episodes can be so creepy. They really can. Creepy. Uh huh. Um, but yeah, that was the Bad Dream and Mother's Call, both kind of similar but different, I guess. Yeah. Oh, I should rate them. Yeah. What do you I, think? Like collectively, like rate them both. What do you? Yeah. Um, I'm gonna say, like, they kind of are, like, an 8.1, 8.2. So, the bad dream, the one about the father and the thing wearing the mother's skin, is actually one of the highest rated creepypastas on creepypasta.com. Wow. It's rated an 8.9 out of 10. Wow. Um, from 6,000 votes. I'm a hard critic. And it's considered one of the best creepypastas in general. Um, not one of the classics, obviously, but one of the (laughs) best, like, non-mainstream creepypastas the other one was on the creepypasta wiki which does not have a rating oh uh so i can't tell you what that one's rated but yeah um is five nights at freddy's a creepypasta no i'm actually not joking five nights at freddy's is a video game but i did is didn't it start out as a creepypasta i don't think so like there was creepypastas about Chuck E. Cheese. <gasps> um, and Five Don't. Nights at Freddy's took some inspiration uh, Chuck from... Chuck E. Cheese is already kind of scary. <laughs> Five Nights at Freddy's took some inspiration from creepy the creepiness of Chuck E. Cheese, but there's actually nothing specific. Um, there yeah. are creepypastas about Five Nights at Freddy's now. Oh, maybe that's what I'm thinking of. It started oh. out as the game based on the creepiness of Chuck E. Cheese. Okay, I'll believe you. Um, okay, so this next one here, uh, I believe is about, uh, yes, this is one that I want you to read. You want me to read it? Yes. Oh, God. Okay. okay. Can you see the laptop from where you're sitting? Yes. Okay, go ahead and give her a read. <laughs> it's this part here. That middle. one? Okay, not too long. No. It's called Last One Today. Yes, and don't read ahead. I know. Okay, you okay, read okay. Ahead. I'm like my eyes scan. I go you fast. Re- she reads so fast, and I'll her head go, is ridiculous. I'll go she probably slower. has read the whole thing already. No, I'll go slower. Read it line by line with me. Okay. In Berlin, after World War II, money was short, supplies were tight, and it seemed like everyone was hungry. At that time, people were telling the tale of a young woman who saw a blind man picking his way through a crowd. The two started to talk. The man asked her for a favor. Could she deliver the letter to the address on the envelope? Well, it was her way home, so she agreed. It was on her way home. My bad. (laughs) She started out to deliver the message when she turned around to see if there was anything else the blind man needed. But she spotted him hurrying through the crowd without his smoked glasses or white cane. She was naturally suspicious, so she went to the police. When the police paid a visit to the address on the envelope, they made a gruesome discovery. Three butchers had been harvesting human flesh and selling it to the starving people. And what was in the envelope the man gave to the woman? A note saying simply, This is the last one I am sending you today. 
Ooh, it's it's like true crimey. I like it. I know, that's why is I that, to yeah. Pretty interesting, huh? Yeah, that is. It's like a whole true crime story with a solution. Uh huh. At the very end, but yeah. In that short amount of time. Yeah. Um. So um, what'd you think of that one? I like that one. It's right. It's right up my uh, street. Right up my road. Right that's up why my I had you read it. Alley. Right up my uh, avenue, mm -hmm. as one may say. Um, very interesting how she looked back. I'm surprised p other people didn't look back, you know, like mm -hmm. the past victims, because, you know, I'm like so paranoid about everything. I'm always like looking around me and like looking behind me and double checking my surroundings. So I feel like I like that. If that were me, I definitely think I would have looked back, but then like maybe you're thinking like, oh, I'm this blind man needs me to... I was, do something when I was him. looking into this one and I reread this one, because I've read all these before. All I should preface that. Every single one that we're going to read today, I read back in my creepypasta heyday. So are you a creepypasta connoisseur? When I was in middle school, <laughs> I definitely was. I would read them all the time. That's so funny because these are like the first ones I'm ever hearing. I've never oh, yeah. read them before. There's so many. If you're ever curious, I was going to mention this later on in the podcast, but I might as well plug it right now as well. Um, there's an interesting subreddit called r slash no sleep uh, and people post on there on reddit um, and they post posts as if it's like from the perspective of a person having a creepy situation happening to them and posting about it on reddit as if it's real um, and a lot of famous creepypastas actually came from reddit on that r slash no sleep so if you want some interesting content fresh content not these old ones Definitely go check out r slash no sleep. Um, but I picked this one out specifically because I thought that it'd be good for you to read it. Because not yeah. only are you a young woman who's suspicious like this one was. <laughs> um, you also are interested in true crime. And this one has yeah. a police element to it, which is fascinating. Well, I also think it's interesting how she went to the police, like, right away. Like, mm -hmm. she saw him scurry away and she's like, I'm going to the police. Like... I know that I'm suspicious and I'm paranoid, but I don't know if I would have gone to the police right away, you know? Yeah. I probably would have been like, hmm, let me go investigate this address and then, like, see. But then I would have been dead by then. Like, uh -huh. that woman had some intuition. She did, which is very Impressive. fascinating. But, yeah, what do you think of that one? This website is the Creepypasta Wiki, so it has no ratings. Uh-huh. Um, I like it. It's uh, true crimey. It's... But also at the same time, it's like, it could be a little bit more creepier, you know? Like, obviously... It's very... It's kind of like trying to be almost like the other ones mm -hmm. in terms of open-ended creepy, yeah. but... I, yeah. I probably rate it like a 7.9. Yeah, I gotcha. Okay. I, I'm harsh. Now, this next one, I purposefully... Um, I'm going to mention before I have you read this one as well. Oh, I'm reading this one? I, these three, this one, and the next two, I picked out for you to read. Okay. Um, this next one is actually very similar to an Edgar Allan Poe story. Ooh. Um, but it's based, it's like a more realistic-based scenario. Uh, and this is probably one of the most popular creepypastas of all time. Of all time? Yes. Wow. Like, not in terms of, like, the ones that are realistic. Mm -hmm. Like, you know, you have your Ben Drowned, you have Jeff the Killer, you have The Rake, you have Slender Man. So this is a more realistic one. 
You'll you'll have to okay. see. We'll talk about the history behind it okay. um, here at the end uh, after you give it a read. But yeah, I'm nervous. This next one is called Sarah O'Bannon. Go ahead and take a read here. Sarah O'Bannon. Okay. Coffins used to be built with holes in them, attached to six feet of copper tubing and a bell. The tubing would allow air for victims buried under the mistaken impression they were dead. In a certain small town, Harold, the local grave digger, upon hearing a bell one night, went to go see if it was children pretending to be spirits. Sometimes it was also the wind. This time it wasn't either. A voice from below begged and pleaded to be unburied. Are you Sarah O'Bannon? Harold asked. Yes, the muffled voice asserted. You were born on September 17, 1827? Yes. The gravestone here says you died on February 20th, 1857. No, I'm alive. It was a mistake. Dig me up. Set me free. Sorry about this, ma'am, Harold said, stepping on the bell to silence it and plugging up the copper tube with dirt. But this is August. Whatever you are down there, you sure as hell ain't alive no more, and you ain't coming up. So, that last part, she has been down there. It is August 1857 uh-huh. at the time of this story and she has been buried since February oh wait <laughs> so is he just hearing things no so but why would he whatever you're you're sure as hell ain't alive no more but she's talking so she's either dead it's a, there's a lot implied here okay so this is this story is very interesting. So this was actually a thing. Uh, coffins actually used to have this whole mechanism in case people were buried alive. I did not know that. Because um, it was very common back in the olden days before medicine advanced to a certain point mm-hmm. where doctors would actually falsely declare someone dead and they'd actually just be in a coma or something like that. And they would get buried. Um... And Edgar Allan Poe has a story about someone getting buried falsely just like this. What? Which one is that? I'm trying to remember, but it was actually, he's went on the record and said that it was one of his biggest fears. Really? Was that he would pass out from being really drunk <laughs> and they would declare him as dead and he would be buried falsely. That is a scary thought. But this particular one is a little more... I guess you could say, like, it's, like, realistic, but also not. The yeah. fact that she's been down there for about six months mm-hmm. um, is supposed to imply that either A, it's a ghost, B, she's eating something. In that, in her coffin? In her coffin. But what? Like, bugs? Because she'd have to drink water, too. Like, you have to have water and food to survive. Mm-hmm. Or a whole... There's a whole lot of things. This one has a lot of speculation. Yeah. Um, and there's a lot of theories about, like, what it means. Uh-huh. Um, but I thought this one was fascinating. Uh, very... I didn't know that about the coffins and the... That's 100% real, too. You can look it up. and stuff. That's crazy. Mm-hmm. But at the same time, it makes sense, because back then they didn't have, like, the technologies and the medicine that we have today. But still, there are, like, cases today. It's very rare, but we'll you'll like see it on the headlines like woman declared dead like 
alive or whatever. Mm -hmm. Like, cause can you imagine if they went to bury that person and then like, psych. <laughs> yeah, there's an Edgar Allan Poe story where a woman was buried alive and she like tries to claw her way out. I know what you're talking about. And too. they dig her back up and they find claw marks on the inside of the coffin. Mm-hmm. Yeah, they're creepy. I, <laughs> I, this one like. Is that the one, like, the the beating heart quote comes from or whatever? Mm, that's from Telltale Heart. Oh, that's Telltale Heart. Telltale Heart's yeah. different. Okay. But very kind of similar, I guess. I don't know. Um, but, yeah, that's Sarah O'Bannon. Now, the oh, next one. what's that one's rating? Or is it not having oh, a Oh, that's from the same website. The rest of these are all from the wiki. Okay. So, basically, the difference between these two websites that I was showing you is the first couple were on creepypasta.com. Uh-huh. And the ones posted on there are official. Official, official? Like, they are officially recognized by the Creepypasta website as Creepypastas. When did Creepypastas become a thing? I'll, since the start of the internet. Really? Mm -hmm. Wow. Um, I did not know that. And the ones that we've been reading from now are on the Creepypasta wiki. Um, and... That means that they're it's a it's on a wiki, so that means people can edit it yeah. and revise it. Um, the good thing about that is some of the creepypastas on here are arguably higher quality because they've been edited and kept up and updated, so they stay relevant and stay in good quality and have good grammar. Some of the ones on the creepypasta.com are a little dated by today's standards because of how old they are, mm -hmm. and also like grammar grammatical errors and stuff like that. Yeah. But yeah. Um, that was, yeah, there's benefits to both websites, but that's kind of the rundown on how they work. But uh, for our next one here, it is entitled The Woman in the Oven. The Woman in the Oven. I love cooking. Oh, yeah. That's why I'm having <laughs> you read this one. Oh, okay. Now, this one also has true crimey sort of vibes to it, so okay. I think you'll find it fascinating. Okay. During the summer of 1983, in a quiet town near Minneapolis, Minnesota, the charred body of a woman was found inside the kitchen stove of a small farmhouse. A video camera was also found in the kitchen, standing on a tripod, pointing at the oven. No tape was found inside the camera at the time. Although the scene was originally labeled as a homicide by police, an unmarked VHS tape was later discovered at the bottom of the farm's well, which had apparently dried up earlier that year. Despite its worn condition and the fact that it contained no audio, police were still able to view the contents of the tape. It depicted a woman recording herself in front of a video camera, seemingly using the same camera that the police found in the kitchen. After positioning the camera to include both her and her kitchen stove in its view, she turned on the oven, opened the door, crawled inside, and then closed the door behind her. After eight minutes into the video, the oven could be seen shaking violently. At this point, thick black smoke emanated from it. For the remaining 45 minutes- Emanated? <laughs> Stop! I'm in the middle of reading! Sorry. <laughs> For the Shut up, now I feel dumb. <laughs> For the remaining 45 minutes of video, until the batteries in the camera died, it remained in its stationary position. To avoid disturbing the local community, the police never released any information about the tape or even the fact that it was found. Police were also not able to determine who put the tape in the well or why the height and stature of the woman in the video did not come close to matching the body that they had found in the oven. Oh. 
That's creepy. Really oh, creepy. Oh, that huh? was really creepy. Wow. So this one, again, leaves a lot up to the imagination. Wait, that one's like the creepiest one yet for me. And there's a real cold case involved. Really? Like, it's not, well, not like a real life one, uh -huh. but this one's like a cold case. It's also creepy that you corrected my grammar. <laughs> I'm joking. Um... <laughs> Thanks for specifying. Um... Wow, that one's like, um, it's like the wheels in my head are turning. So immediately uh, the cold, the cold case enthusiast inside of you. What's going on here? Well, I've got a lot of Why questions. Why was the tape, how was the tape taken out of the uh, How was the tape the taken out? Um, why did the body not match the one seen on the camera? So if the woman crawled into uh, the oven on tape. Throughout the whole tape, like, did anybody, was there any, like, shadows of anybody else? Like, because somebody could be hiding in the background or, like, what, like, who stopped the tape? Like, well, there's so many questions I have. This is such a good one because it's, like, really making me think. But at the same time, it's making me not want to think because it's creeping me out. Because I feel like even though it's an oven, it's realistic to me because criminals... Mm -hmm. They have no boundaries. They know no limits sometimes, especially like the cold-hearted ones, you know? Yeah, so some things that people have come up with for this one to kind of solve it um, is the really the part that is really stumping about it is the fact that they say that the camera was pointed at the oven for 45 minutes mm -hmm. after you can see the woman start the video camera and yeah. climb inside. Was... Um, there's somebody else in the oven so there's a possibility that there's multiple like she killed someone uh -huh. had them in the oven already and then crawled into the oven and got out of the oven after the camera died stopped the camera uh -huh. threw the tape down the well and is still at large at the end oh, of the story i don't like that a That's burnt creepy. to a crisp woman <laughs> Oh my god. So, a burnt chicken nugget, like that vine. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but that's the like kind of main theory at this point. Like the woman killed this other woman and tried to like pose it as a suicide to get out of it. And then she crawled in the oven. And the theory kind of describes that either A, the woman that murder the other woman is either really burnt to a crisp now and it's a crispy woman running around <laughs> or she had the oven set on a lot lower than it appeared mm -hmm. but since there was already another body in there that body was burning up and that's why the black smoke came out so oh. she crawled out and she was okay because if it wasn't she were, very high like to crawl out it would be on camera you know but the camera died oh the camera died so she yeah. would have had to sit in the oven for over an hour but still, even at the, like a low low temperature, that's not natural, you know. But is it doable? I think. Well, it is. I mean, if it's on the lowest low it can get, sometimes like the lowest low an oven can do is like two fifty, depending on the oven. But I guess this is the nineteen eighties, right? Yeah, but I mean, when you think, well, so it's possible too that it's a gas oven. Mm -hmm. Gas ovens can be set really low. Can they? Yeah. I've never had a gas Because gas ovens, you're just turning, like, when you turn the the burner or even set the temperature on the oven, it's actually just turning up the actual heat. 
and releasing more and more gas. So it'd be a lot more likely that she'd survive if it was a gas oven. Mm -hmm. But the main theory is that she killed a woman, burned her in the oven, then started recording herself climbing into the oven for over an hour. <laughs> That's dedication. Yeah, to get away <laughs> with the murder and yeah. the woman's still at large. Oh, um, wow. Of course, there's also the possibility that there was someone else and that it actually was the woman's body. Mm -hmm. But, yeah, there's lots to be uh, questioned there. But then, so, what's, like, what's the oven shaking? Like, is that, like, so the woman somebody else been... is in there and they're, like, fighting or something? Or... Mm, I think it's implied that that's the woman being burned alive in the story. But I feel like she could also fake that. Yeah. And then stop moving and then climb out mm -hmm. at the end. I Maybe think... there's, like, no, that would have been something. Well, what? it's, what not, it's not long, so there's not, like details in the detectiveness of it like what if this is just like completely like my mind going like everywhere like what okay. if there was some sort of like back like door to the too. oven you know and uh -huh. there's like some kind of escape room or whatever like that's very possible there could be any sort of like trickery going on like that mm -hmm. um but yeah that was the woman in the oven I like that. I give that an 8.9 out of 6. 8.9? That's my favorite one so far. Wow. Because, We're just getting higher and higher. Like, it's very true crimey. Like, more so than even the, the, the other, other ones. One. Mm -hmm. And it's, um, it leaves a lot to the imagination. Like, there's no... I also thought it was fascinating that this one takes place in the summertime in the 80s. Yeah, that's when a I lot know. of serial killers were Oh, alert. yeah. A lot of them. Um, I think that's what... It, that's why it appealed to me so much too is because 1980s like that's not that long ago mm -hmm. minneapolis like that's in the united states like that's that's interesting uh-huh fascinating but yeah so that was the woman in the oven um i have two more and i'm gonna read these ones because okay. i've been letting my vocal cords rest for a while now oh you needed a little <laughs> recuperation um but the the last two i have here i feel like you're going to mm, i feel like you've peaked probably but I've we'll, peaked? we'll see what you think of these ones. But okay. I feel like I'm, I might have blown my load a little early now. Oh, God. Why'd you use that term? <laughs> I was talking about a gun. Oh, oh yeah, yeah, That's yeah. Yeah, yeah. Okay. <laughs> I thought I pulled up. I'm missing one. You said you had two more. I thought I had one moment here while I take a look. I thought I put one called the statue on here, but I don't see it in my notes. I might have to pull it up. So we actually have three more. Oh, wow. Unless if you're getting tired, then we can be done. No, I'm still good. Um, After this, can we eat ice cream? I suppose so. <laughs> <laughs> and we need to watch something that's like not um, spooky. A little bit happy, like maybe uh, Lilo and Stitch. <laughs> <laughs> or something. Um, so we have three more. Um, the dogs are getting restless yet again. Uh, but let's see, which one do I want to go with here? Um, okay, so we'll start with the statue. Uh, so this one is kind of similar to The Mother's Call and The Bad Dream. Okay. Uh, but anyway, the statue. A few years ago, a mother and a father decided they needed a break. So they wanted to he they wanted to head out 
for a night on the town. They called their most trusted babysitter. When the babysitter arrived, the two children were already fast asleep in bed. So the babysitter just got to sit around and make sure everything was okay with the children. Uh, later that night, the babysitter got bored and went to watch TV. But she couldn't watch it downstairs because they did not have cable downstairs. The parents didn't want their children watching too much garbage. Um, so she called them and asked if it was okay if she could watch cable in the parents' bedroom. Of course, uh, the parents liking the babysitter and everything and trusting her said it was okay. Uh, but the babysitter had one final request. She asked if she could cover up the angel statue outside of the bedroom window uh, with a blanket or cloth because it made her nervous. Um, the phone line went silent for a moment, and the father, who was talking to the babysitter at the time, said, Take the children and get out of the house. We'll call the police. We don't own an angel statue. The police found both of the children and the babysitter slumped in the pools of their own blood three minutes after the call. No statue was found. I don't like that one. That was creepy. You said I peaked. What did you think? Was that creepier than the oven? Oh, um, I'm creeped out. Thoroughly. I almost left that one. I had that one on the list. I don't know what happened. Um, I don't know. That's like, that's just creepy. Yeah, so this one implies Not that there's... Not so much creepy. To, well, obviously creepy, but I mean, like, also, this one to me is also realistic. Yeah. Like, I don't, oh, I don't like that. So this one implies that there's a serial killer going around dressed as an angel statue. I, I kind of have goosebumps. Look. Oh, you do kind of. I'm scared. Um, but what did you think of that one? Pretty fascinating. That one's huh? scary. Okay. I'm scared. Yeah, you scared? Sc yeah, I'm scared. Um, now, I have never watched Doctor Who. Me neither. But Doctor Who has a creature that's similar to this in sort of theme. Uh huh. Um, so they have Doctor Who. Now, keep in mind, anybody listening to this who's actually watched Doctor Who, I know very little about Doctor Who. <laughs> I know nothing. Um, <laughs> They have these creatures called the Weeping Angels, and they're these angel statues. And you know SCP-173 that I was talking to you about the other day? Yeah. The SCP where whenever you look at him, he stands still and can't move, but when you turn away, he comes towards you? Mm -hmm. So in Doctor Who, Doctor Who took inspiration from the SCP Foundation for this, or vice versa, one of the two. I don't remember for sure. Um, but these Weeping Angel statues are actually they work the same way so um whenever you look at the weeping angel statues they can't move but whenever you turn around and or you're not looking at them they move and they kill you <laughs> so so do you think like if the babysitter would have stayed like standing there staring at the angel statue it wouldn't have moved maybe something to think about fascinating yeah i'm actually that one was like really scary to me because it, it, like, it sounds like something that you would watch on like criminal minds mm -hmm. like the beginning of a criminal minds episode how they always start out very casual a, like yeah like oh we're going we're going to a bar we're gonna have so much fun and then like cut to a scene a woman's being brutally murdered like it reminds me of the beginning of that and then they have to like salt like that's creepy. Yeah. Definitely scared. I don't know. That one just like, maybe it's because 
like the, f the more we're getting into this the more I'm getting creeped out because I'm thinking about the other ones and then I'm hearing the new ones and then I'm just like it's, it's dark outside <laughs> yeah I should mention as well she's been very busy all day usually we're, we record these during the day and that was the plan for this one as well but it's actually pitch black outside now <laughs> uh, just about to hit 9 o'clock and it's a couple days before Halloween at the time of recording this and uh that's when we ended up having time to record this because she's been so busy lately. So. Oh my gosh, and I just realized what? I'm feeding kittens at 3 a.m. <laughs> and you know, they say like 3, 3, 30, 3, 33 is the, the witching, witching hour. hour. Um, definitely going to have a hard time falling back asleep tonight. Going to have to put a Lilo and Stitch on. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, that was the statue. We only have a couple more and then we'll review some images from r slash creepy. Oh, I'm really nervous for that. Um, that's going to be fun. <laughs> I've heard that there's like some really scary stuff We'll on stay there. away from NSFW. Why not? What's NSFW? Well, oh, yeah, not safe for women. That. Yeah. Um, but <laughs> we'll, we'll review some images from r slash creepy here in a what moment. What could be creepy and NSFW? I can think of a couple of things, but really? we'll get into that. Okay. That's that's for a later discussion. Okay. That's not podcast appropriate. Kinda, you literally swear on here. Kind of like how you decided it wasn't podcast appropriate to talk about how Ed Kemper fricked his mommy's head. Whoa, whoa, whoa. <laughs> that was pretty fun. That was pretty fun. You can't, that's not kosher. You can't say So the that. next um creepypasta here is called in the mirror this one i actually don't think i've read before Ooh. um it's fairly short all these are short most yeah. creepypastas are long mm -hmm. but so we could cover as much ground as possible i decided to include mostly just short ones that i thought were fascinating mm -hmm. um but most creepypastas are quite long you're doing a good job Oh, thank you. Well, the last episode, I let you take the ship, and you had to do all the research. So this time, I thought I better put in some effort too. Oh, it it was fun doing mm -hmm. that research. It always is. It is. Um, but yeah, here is in the mirror. Normally, you sleep soundly, but the thunderstorm raging outside is stirring you from your sleep. You begin to doze, then another crash jolts you awake. The cycle lasts most of the night, so you lay there eyes open and looking outward, looking at your room stretching out before you in oblong shadows. Your eyes move from the nameless object to the nameless object until you reach your mirror sitting adjacent to you across the room. Mm -mm. Suddenly there is a flash of lightning, and the mirror flickers its light. For a second, the mirror reveals to you dozens of faces, silhouettes within its frame, Mouths open and eyes blackened. They stare at you, their pupils fixed upon your face. Then it is done. Um, are you sure of what you've seen? Unsettled, you don't sleep for the rest of the evening. Oh, I lost my place. Hold up. Okay. Unsettled, you don't sleep for the rest of the evening. The next morning you remove the mirror from your wall and toss it in the trash. It doesn't matter if the vision you had seen was truth or falsehood. You wanted to be rid of that mirror. In fact, you scrap every mirror in your house. Weeks pass, and the event of that night falls into passive memory. You are spending the day at a friend's house, and you need to use the bathroom. While you're in there, the faucet starts to run without you touching it. Taken aback by this, you do not yet act. Trying to reason with your paranoia in your mind, the water starts to steam, and a skin of moisture covers the mirror above. 
You watch intently as the words form. Please return the mirrors. We miss watching you sleep at night. <laughs> so that one obviously... Yeah, not as realistic, but still. I don't like mirrors at night. A like, lot of them are like that. A lot of creepypastas are like that. When I wake up, like, and I have to pee in the middle of the night and it's dark, like, I'll completely try to avoid looking in the mirrors because I get freaked out at night with mirrors. I don't know. It's just another one of my, like, paranoia things. Just, <laughs> just anxiety things. <laughs> it reminds me of, I was, I was on Reddit today. And there was this post on r slash TikTok cringe. <laughs> um, and it was this chick who was wearing uh, spider earrings for, like, October. And she was doing a food video. Oh, I saw that. <laughs> and she forgets she's wearing spider earrings. Uh -huh. And she sees it in the viewfinder of her phone. And she, like, freaks out for a second. <laughs> yeah. And she's like... <gasps> <laughs> I saw that. That's funny because it's relatable. But yeah, this one's definitely not as, like, creepy and realistic as the other ones. But I included it so you could get kind of an idea there's a lot of them that are like similar to that yeah those that's an example of some sort of your like less realistic creepy ones still mirrors i don't really mm -mm. that's true um because it, it's it never fails in scary movies if there's some kind of jump scare it's always like someone's looking in the mirror and then like a light flickers and then all of a sudden behind them in the mirror is something oh like or, that one movie what's the movie with the lights um, you're gonna need to be a little more specific. Like the one, like in the in the trailer, the woman standing at the edge of the hallway and she flicks the lights and it like is coming closer. Oh, to her. are you talking about the movie Lights Out? Is that what it's called? That is yes. That movie. I creepy. haven't seen it. I've only seen don't the trailer. See it. No, I don't want to see it. <laughs> I remember it getting kind of like okay, whatever, near the end, but like it was creepy. <laughs> um, but yeah, that one was kind of just like a creepy story. It was it was more like the kind you'd hear around a campfire. Mm -hmm. But yeah. Definitely. Still creepy though. You know, not as creepy as uh, some of the others, but still like creepy. So of course, to go with that one, almost as if I planned it, this next one um, has a similar sort of theme. This one's a lot more realistic though. Really? Um, but let's get into it. The next story, and the final story before we review some creepy images, is called... The man in the snow. Ooh. You are home alone, and you hear on the news about a murderer who was on the loose. You look out the sliding glass doors to your backyard, and you notice a man standing out in the snow. He fits the profile of the murderer exactly, and he is smiling at you. Mm. You gulp and pick up the phone, holding it to your right ear, shaking and dialing 911. You look back out the glass as you press the phone to your ear and you notice the man is much closer to you now. You drop the phone in shock. There are no footprints in the snow. There is nobody in the garden. It's just your reflection. Huh? It's just a reflection the whole time? Mm-hmm. Come on, I got scared. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I was sitting here thinking, oh my gosh, it's going to end with another person in a, in a pool of their own blood. And then you said reflection. I was that like, one's kind for of a minute, gotcha, I was huh? like, Wait. So yeah, I wanted to show like the, the <laughs> fake creepy and then the realistic creepy of reflection. See, that is realistic because like sometimes you see your reflection and you're like, who's that? And it's literally uh -huh. just yourself. 
That's funny. But yeah. But at the same time, I was like, I'm scared for this person. One thing that was interesting about this one to me is why does this person match the exact description of a murderer on the loose? That's a good point. That's a really good <laughs> point. I didn't think about this point. when I first read this, but are they like the murderer That's hiding out? That's a really good and point. And if they are, then why are they scared of their own reflection? Like, Yeah. It didn't make a lot of sense to me, but that's... Uh, that, I didn't think about that when you read it. That's funny. But yeah, that was the last story of the evening, The Man in the Snow. <laughs> There's a lot of creepypastas. Who knows? Maybe Hyruleween 2021 will have some more to share, but yeah. Ooh, maybe we should write our own. Maybe. That would be an interesting <laughs> episode. Um, I'm not very creative with writing stories, though. It's, I, like, I can get one sentence, and it's always just mostly once upon a time. <laughs> <laughs> and you probably brought that up because you know that I used to write them, don't you? Yeah, because you showed me, like, all your your old, like, stories and drawings and When stuff. I was in middle school, I was really cringy. And not I, cringy. I wrote Creative. a couple creepypastas, and they were not very good, and I'm pretty sure they've been scrubbed off the internet. Not by myself, but I imagine it's from inactive accounts being deleted from websites and stuff like that. Because I posted them all to the creepypasta wiki. Ooh. But I could not tell you what they were, like what <laughs> they were called, what they were about. I just remember doing it. As a matter of fact, why don't we take a peek real quick? Do you remember what this is oh, off you, the cuff. you don't remember what they were called? I wonder if I can look up my username though. Was it Hyrulean? No, this was my old username. What was your old username? Oh, okay. And I'm not sharing it because this is no. also my Steam one. Well that's also some other ones too. Uh-huh. Um, let's see. Oh, that's interesting. Look at this. So on here it shows. It says, uh, hello, I am, old username, <laughs> uh, indie game programmer, which I was definitely not, a writer and fan of Minecraft and other online games. <laughs> I have lots of experience with creepypastas, and I write them, and then that's it. Uh -huh. And if you click on the user profile, error, the account does not exist. Oh, no. Isn't that creepy? Yeah. So my, my account has been scrubbed off the creepypasta wiki. <laughs> that's pretty that's kind of creepy in itself uh-huh but yeah you ready to review some uh r slash creepy images here yeah um okay so here's how we're gonna play this game um so i'm gonna show you the photos and you're going to need to describe what you're seeing okay, okay. this is like a game we played in my class we oh, had really? to pick a a piece of art and then uh -huh. we had to describe it to the other people in our groups and they had to draw it um, but this is all just literal. Like, describe exactly what you're seeing. Yeah. To the best of your ability. Okay. Okay? Okay, I'll try. So this is the top posts of all time on r slash creepy. Okay. A friend went for a walk the other night and saw this woman just standing on a roof. Is this real? This is real. <gasps> oh, my eyes. Okay, let me describe it to y'all. So, <laughs> y'all, Texas. <laughs> um... Wow, that's creepy. So, it's dark. So, I'm trying to scrub my eyes. Um, it's dark. It's outside. And it's like, it's this house. It's a small one-story house. A couple windows in the front. It doesn't look like there's any bright lights on inside. I mean, it looks like there's some sort of dim 
dimness in there, but it's like there's nothing. There's some power lines. And then on top of this little one-story house is a woman. She's wearing some sort of like dress or nightgown. And it goes down like her midway calves. Um, looks like her hair is very short. I can't see like any facial features, but I think that's what makes it so creepy. Is yeah. You can't see. It's like a faceless woman. Um, very ominous. It's just like her. It's her shadow. This uh-huh. is like a... I forget what the art term is where it's like the shadow of something. A silhouette. Well, silhouette, yeah. But there's also like some other term. I don't remember what it is, but this is creepy. Are you sure it's real? Yeah. Oh, goodness. This is, well, at least more than likely. There's no reason they'd lie about this. This is just creepy. I guess it could be staged. I have a theory. I like So older people are you know there's dementia there's alzheimer's there's Uh something called sundowners Mm -hmm. sundowners is when in the evening um older folk can get agitated they can get aggressive like it's kind of scary you know like people that work in nursing homes talk about it all the time like the ones that have sundowners like they sometimes have to lock them in there because they're really like they will hurt you like this could be an example of that like this woman could have sundowners or like alzheimer's or dementia or something and she could just not be aware or anything like that definitely creepy though like if i were walking down the street and i saw that i don't think i'd stop to take a picture i think i'd be too running yeah exactly (laughs) yeah i forgot to mention as well if you folks at home want to play along with us here um you can actually go to reddit r slash creepy and i'm just sorting by the top posts of all time uh, this has 87.9 thousand upvotes. That's amazing. But yeah, here's the next one for you. Um, the missing persons map has a frightening similarity to the cave systems map. Oh, you showed me this one, actually. So the top map shows mysterious cases of people vanishing without a trace, and the bottom shows caves. So these caves are like... Um... If I'm not mistaken, some of them were from, like, you know, like, the slavery days, right? Mm-hmm. Like, used for, like, Harriet Tubman, for example, like, the underground caves and trails and stuff. But am I supposed to describe this? Well, so it's, it's not really anything to too complex. Yeah. It's just basically two maps, and one shows... Well, it matches up, like, perfectly. Like, black... It shows black dots where there's big cave systems in the United States, and the other shows... Um, places where there are missing people. Because if you look at, like, the shape of it in Texas, like, on the top and the bottom map, it, like, it's, like, it matches up. And then, like, the, con- like the, the mass of this over here uh-huh. in the, never eat, the east, like, matches up. And that's, that's... That's pretty creepy, huh? Like, how come nobody's investigating that? I'm sure people are. You think so? Yeah, it's a pretty simple one. It's very creepy, though. Yeah, I'd say... Um, the next one is uh, the Grim Reaper counting inventory. So obviously this one isn't actually real. Yeah, no. This is just a gif. But it looks very realistic. It looks cool. Okay, well next one. <laughs> my, hus- my husband just sent me this this morning. It was taken on his way to work. Oh, okay. So we've got a very foggy setting. Um, you can't really see much. There's like a... Another black silhouette. Yeah, it's like another black silhouette of some somebody walking. Um, my instant thought isn't really to be creeped out by it, though. 
Like, no? obviously the fog is... That doesn't creep you out? No, I feel like, you know how you wake up in the morning sometimes and there's, like, a fog rolling and you can't, like, certain things... I don't know how to explain it. Um, like, is this, like, is this supposed to be super creepy? I mean, it's a shadowy figure walking. Yeah, maybe he's going for a morning walk. Okay, so this next one here you'll find interesting. <laughs> okay. Uh, so this is an artist with dementia. Oh. This is them going into their dementia. So that's how they like they painted a portrait in this in 1967 and then until now, oh. or the 2000s. Wow. You can see it gets more abstract and then by it's the 2000s, like it looks like the covers of like the Are You Afraid of the Dark books. Yeah. The progression from, like, the 1967, like, looks like a self-portrait. Even just to the 1996, it's more, like... Abstract. Yeah, abstract. And then, even, like, a year later, 1997, some of the facial features are skewed. And then to 1998, like, again, some of the facial features are, like, the scale is different in each picture. Like, the nose, the ears, Mm -hmm. the eyes. And then 1999 is really, like... Just, I don't know how to describe that. It's just like a, a face. <laughs> just some colors. <laughs> yeah, it's literally, it just looks like some colors, but 2000, and it's like this, just looks like two Creepy eyes. Ass art. In the middle of a shaded, like, head or something. It's very, it's, it's creepy, but it's also really interesting to see, like, a brain with dementia. Mm-hmm. Um, here is a eerie underwater cave death warning sign. Let me wow. zoom in on this one for you. Okay. Is this real? Here. Yeah, this must be real. It literally has a picture of the Grim Reaper on it. So you want to read the sign to us here? Okay. Oh. Uh, it says, stop, prevent your death, go no farther. Fact, more than 300 divers, including open water scuba instructors, have died in caves just like this one. Fact, you needed training to dive. You need cave training and cave equipment to cave dive. Fact, without cave training and cave equipment, divers can die here. Fact, it can happen to you. There's nothing in this cave worth dying for. Do not go beyond this point. That's pretty creepy, huh? Yeah, it's creepy. But I also feel at the same time like, that that cave is that signs asking for trouble because you know there are people out there that are like okay you know like (laughs) people that are like oh thrill seekers yeah um i'm not like caves just in general kind of scare me like because like cave miners you always hear about the horror stories of like you won't catch me going into caves exactly well in sixth grade we went spelunking never you know what spelunking is? It's Did weird. you have to squeeze through places? Yeah. Fuck that. I mean, it was horrifying because they were. It was like the type of cave where there's bats on the the top, and they're like, you know, hanging, like, just chillaxing, uh-huh. maxing out. Uh, <laughs> um, super creepy and like really claustrophobic. You would hate it. Like super tight, everybody's squished together, and it's just tiny. You have to squeeze really really scary i would never go spelunking and i know that's like a hobby for some people but not me no for sure yeah i'm not even like super 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 claustrophobic but fuck that 
Um, here's some Garfield fan art uh, by Will Burke. Well, I've never read Garfield before. So, I mean, it looks like the Garfield face attached to, like, a centipede body. That's the size of a door. The size of a door, yeah. Standing next to a man who is smaller than both the door and... <laughs> Do you know his name? No. His name's John. <laughs> okay, it's John. <laughs> Standing next to John. <laughs> oh, and the caption says, bullets don't work, John. <laughs> <laughs> I love that. That took all the creepiness away. Yeah, it really did. Um, here's what the inside of the Chernobyl reactor oh, looks no. like. Oh, no. Um, we watched something like this in, like, seventh grade when we were learning about Chernobyl, because history, but honestly, really creepy. Basically, the video's showing Chernobyl. <laughs> um, it's just, like, how charred and destroyed and well, melted everything is. When I think of Chernobyl, I think of those, like, images from it that are, like, really jarring. You don't want to look at them. <laughs> no, I know what you're talking about. But, yeah. Um, St. Bartholomew. Ew, what is that? Uh, the statue, it's a statue of St. Bartholomew, an early Christian martyr who was allegedly skinned alive. That's oh. not a robe he's holding. That's his skin. Huh? That is that a real statue? Or I guess it's a at? real statue. I don't know. Hmm. 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 <laughs> hmm. Um, lights on a cinemagraph I created some time ago. I hope it's creepy enough. Okay. <gasps> oh. <laughs> <laughs> so it's some image somebody made where there's like, like a, that. it's a gif, um, and there's a flash of lightning every once in a while, and there's a creepy person behind them. Yeah, but it's, like, floating, and the hair's, like, crazy. Yeah. I don't like it. I don't like it. Let's do a different one. A scorpion's carrying a baby, carrying its babies on its back. Oh, that's not creepy. That just is... I'm sorry, but that's disgusting. <laughs> <laughs> to any scorpion enthusiast... Oh, I've seen this one! So this is a, a recenter one, nine months ago. An old lady with a knife seen on the doorbell cam in the middle of the night. This, oh, God, I'm scared. Upon some further investigation... This woman just rang the doorbell. Or I don't even know if she rang the doorbell. She walked up to the door and just stood there for a while and then walked away. Oh. What is she wearing? It almost looks like she's wearing, like, uh... I mean, it's in black and white, so I can't really tell, but it almost looks like she's wearing some kind of, like, jacket they put on you in, like, a, a hospital or something. Oh, she's holding out her hand with a knife in it. She looks so confused. I feel, I almost feel bad. Like, she looks like she doesn't understand, like, why she's there. Do you, like, see her face? Uh-huh. Like, yeah. It's... It almost feels like she's there against her will. Yeah. It's creepy, of course, but at the same time, I'm, like, having the same kind of thoughts as the picture from the very beginning, like, the whole sundowners and dementia thing. Because mm -hmm. she truly looks very, like, conflicted and very confused. But I know if I saw that, like... Because I think the ring doorbell alerts you. So I, I don't think she even rings the doorbell. Mm -hmm. Yeah, she just kind of stands there. Look at her walk up all slowly. Yeah, I know. That's she, I, it's It's like she doesn't know where she is or why she is where she is. Why does she have a knife? I don't know. That's another thing. <laughs> like, I don't know. That's really creepy. Oh, here's another one here. Just bought a house. Found this in the basement. Sealed tight. Oh, it's like a door. With... 
like nail thingies nailed in and all around too. it and latched. Oh, that's creepy. Yeah. Oh, I would not open that. I'd move out. I'd get out. <laughs> you Look, don't know an it's NSFW in one. Oh gosh, I don't want to see it. Can you look oh, this is gross. I'm not going to look at it myself. I'll okay. just say what it is. So here on the top of the r slash creepy, um, two months ago, my dad accidentally cut off his index finger with a table saw. My sister found it under the car seat yesterday. Oh my God, I can't look. I can't I'm look. I'm going to just scroll past <laughs> that. Yep, just one moment. Okay. Uh, and then the next picture is the actual skull of Mary Magdalene. Which I don't know who that is or what that is. I'm not sure either. Is it in like a statue? It looks like it, yeah. Huh. That's pretty creepy. Um, oh. There's an image. I think, if I remember correctly, somebody edited an image. Is that Santa one? Claus? Yeah. Is that... A, Satan. That's Satan killing Santa? <laughs> yeah. What did Santa ever do wrong? I don't know. But yeah, that's... I, if I remember correctly, I think I read that this one here was like a piece of art somebody bought somewhere and then painted on top of. Well, that's scary. That's there's like a little enough. baby demon and there's like an angel there. I'm not it's sure It's kids that is. in a costumes. So you can tell it's a costume. That's weird. That's really weird. <laughs> and the last one here uh, is a hermit crab using a human skull as its shell. Whoa. Whoa, they found that somewhere. That's pretty creepy, huh? That is. Ooh, I'm curious. It still has the teeth. That's true. So, you know, you can take, like, dental imprints and, like, see, you mm -hmm. know, because the teeth are the, you can. Dental, what do they call it? Dental. I don't know the word for it, um, but. It's the same thing as when they ID someone. Like. Dent dental, not analysis. Uh, Dental. DNA. I, I guess I you could know. just say dental ID Dental identification. Yeah. But yeah, so there were some creepy images. I know that section was kind of like a little more visual than this podcast usually gets, but if you guys go to the front page of r slash creepy and you switch it to the top of all time, be careful for that finger one. <laughs> um, unless you're into that. Unless you're into that. I am not. <laughs> Uh, I didn't even I didn't even look at it, but I imagined it in my head, and I got grossed out just by imagining mm -hmm. it. So we won't look at that. But yeah, um, that's the last episode of Hyruleween for this year. We went on for about an hour and thirty minutes. Uh, I think this was a pretty good Hyruleween season. We only did do two episodes. Let's let's do the podcast all night. Do the podcast all night. Go crazy. <laughs> Um, but yeah, it's it was fun as always having you on. I appreciate you. Thank you. Hopefully I, um... you can get some sleep still tonight. <gasps> no! <laughs> I'm never going to sleep again. <laughs> but yeah, all of the episodes with you get really good reviews from people that I know that listen to them. And they also get really like high click-throughs, so... What's click-throughs? Like, mean? people clicking on the podcast to listen to it. Oh. Whether they listen to the whole thing or not. More people click on your episodes, so... Well, that's um very awesome, because I like to think of myself as somewhat of a... Popular. Ooh, somebody's got <laughs> <I'm> a big... <laughs> I peaked in seventh grade. <laughs> so, I guess before we throw it to the end and... Uh, talk about our sponsors do you have any creepy <laughs> stories you wanted to share um creepy stories 
If you have none, that's fine. Like, well, I can, like, there, there's something, like, that I always thought was creepy. When I was in middle school, like, 6th, 7th, um, 8th, and a little bit of my freshman year in high school, we lived in a house. Mm-hmm the town over uh-huh. and in the basement of this house was a cellar and it was like a old wine cellar but the it, the cellar was locked like you you couldn't go in it and there was some kind there was like you know like a skeleton key like opens every door in the house or whatever yeah i don't know where the skeleton key was i don't know if a parent had it or if it just like it got lost but Mm-hmm. Inside of this wine cellar was like this other like smaller cellar with like kind of like how in that like it was a wooden door And uh-huh. it looked like it had like a latch on it Never ever like nobody in like the whole time we lived in that house went in the wine cellar or like opened the latched wooden thing Ever wow, and I'm just thinking after seeing that like what could have like what could have been there? Like could there have been some secret like going back to even the caves, could that have led to some kind of like secret cave? Cause that was like <laughs> the basement, and then like the wine cellar, and then. <sighs> That's kind of like how I build my houses in Minecraft. Oh my gosh, <laughs> Minecraft this, <laughs> Minecraft that. Sorry, um, Minecrafting's not a crime. <laughs> <laughs> Keep telling yourself that. <laughs> I never used to have anything against Minecraft, okay? It's just when Minecraft stole my boyfriend from me, I got some beef with it. Okay, well, we, we don't, we're not going to get into how Harry Styles <laughs> stole my girlfriend away from me. Oh, you want to... You... That's not true. He's literally a fictional... Okay, he's not fictional. He's not fictional. <laughs> he's not fictional. To, to me, though, he is fictional because he's literally just always going to be like this person i've never got minecraft (laughs) but yeah anyway thanks for watching folks been a good podcast um and i'll see you all later as always this podcast was sponsored by me uh check out my youtube channel youtube.com forward slash hyrulean or of course check out more episodes of the switched podcast anywhere where you watch podcasts we're on itunes we're on spotify we're on google podcasts Hell, I even think we're on, like, freaking Podcast Network or some of the weirder, <laughs> like, more obscure ones. So, wherever the fuck you feel like listening, go subscribe to Switched Podcast. Leave us a review on iTunes. I don't know. Um, oh, yeah. iTunes? I have that on my phone. Oh, you do? <laughs> yeah. iTunes sucks. Um. Don't listen to me on iTunes. Listen to me on Spotify <laughs> like a real person. Um, comment down below if you, you- think... You can't comment on any of the platforms except for leaving a review on on iTunes. That's the only way you could really comment. Oh, okay. Or are you going to ask them to comment either way? Oh, I was going to say comment down below if you think I should start a YouTube channel. (laughs) (laughs) If it matters, I commented down below already. (laughs) Okay.